Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. We are here, and God has a word for each and every one of us. I challenge you this. Let's open our hearts right now. Let's open our ears. Because I truly believe God has something for us today. I truly believe that there is a revelation that God wants to speak into your life today that we don't talk about a lot. And truly, it is a blessing that God gives us, but it's something that we don't activate really truly in our life. See, we're going to week two of Psalms, uh, of the, the the scripture we've been talking is Psalms 23. We'll start a series called 23, and this morning... I want us to first talk about the concept of the goodness of God. I was, we had a, a last minute vacation with the kids. You know, we took the kids to the beach. Um, I don't know what we were thinking, but we went first to Daytona, okay, for a little bit. And then uh, my mother-in-law was in Sanibel Island. Um, she had a little, they, they closed the, the restaurant down and they just took a week off, which well-deserved, you know, but they're like, Hey, why don't you join us for a couple days? And, um, we said, okay, I didn't know where the heck Sanibel Island was. Okay. I started just driving. Okay. I went from coast to coast. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was, I just like, I, I'm thinking Sanibel Island's over there next to Clearwater or something, you know, a couple hours and everything. This thing's in Fort Myers. All right. It's past Fort Myers. I'm driving, driving. So I'm already exhausted. And when we get there, it's beautiful, beautiful island. And I started seeing the water coming in and out, you know, families out there. And God spoke to me, and, and, and it reminded me of his goodness. If we don't understand the concept of the goodness of God, we're missing a jewel for our life. His goodness is something that satisfies us. His goodness is something that, that gives us peace and joy. His goodness is pure and rich and satisfying for our life. It, it, it's, it's, it's the things that people don't understand. Why do we have this peace, this joy, this assurance, this hope? It's past our understanding. The Bible talks about it like this. It talks about being in awe of God. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28, 27, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for God is a all-consuming fire. It says this concept, in the Bible it talks about this poetic and these beautiful metaphors describing the goodness of God and how he adores you and how we need to adore him in our life. And I was watching these families play and, and I'm looking at the sea and how beautiful it is. And I'm like, how, have you been to those moments where you just look out and you're like, wow, you're in awe of God. You're, you're just like, God, I'm so small. You're so big. And you still chose to love me. It's, it's that still small voice sometimes that we need to move forward. And today we're going to talk about a concept as we talk about this perspective in Psalms 23. We're going to go to Psalms 23 
verse 2 and 3, the first half of 3 as well, as we see this beautiful representation of where David was in the Lord at this moment. Let's go to Psalms 23, verse 2 and 3. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. See, there's some verses in the Bible where you can just read them and you're just like, like it, it just it just penetrates your heart. It, it just goes straight to the soul. And this is one of those verses for me where, where he, he just kind of talks about, hey, he, leads, he lays, lays me down in green pastures. He, he leads me beside the still waters because I know in my life, I don't have still waters in my life sometimes. But sometimes my life is raging. How do, how do I get these still waters? And then that verse in verse 3, the first half, it says, and then he restores my soul. Such a beautiful representation of the shepherd and the sheep like we talked about last week. We talked about this concept that this verse is talking about, about a shepherd and a sheep and how we need to identify the right way. How he is the shepherd, I am the sheep, and I come under submission to him. And we also talked about how God, we have to make it personal. He says he is my shepherd. We need to make it personal in our life and how he needs to satisfy us in this. And as we look at these revelations here in the second verse in chapter 23, it revolves around this one important word for our physical and for our spiritual mindset. And we do not use this all the time. David is saying, because of all these things, because he's my shepherd, because I make it personal, he says, I need to rest in the Lord. Rest. We're talking about resting today. It's something we don't talk about a lot in the church. But it's so important for our life, not only physically, but spiritually as well. We see Jesus, we see God himself um, making the world. He made the animals, he made a human, and then on the seventh day, what he said, he what? Rested. God knew himself that this concept of spiritual rest is so important, not for just now, not just for us now in our season, but for us in the future as well. We need these rest in our life, but rest is a foreign language in our society these days because we all talk about pushing to go forward. It says to make decisions. All the college students know this, you, and the high school students, you need to know your degree by when you're a junior in high school. How do you, how do, you do that? There's some adults that even know what they're doing in their life. But what do we tell people? Hey, you need to know. You need to go. You need to strive. You need to go. You need to elevate for that position. You need to know your future. You need to get the right career. And we live in a, in a, in a, in a society where it's all about go, 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 go. And what happens sometimes in our life? We hit rock bottom because we don't know the concept of rest in the Lord. But it's so vital that we can take a frame of what God did himself from the beginning of time uh, to, to rest in him. Not only in sleeping, but resting in the goodness of the Lord. You see anxiety, depression, uncertainty, loneliness, identity issues are so rampant in our world today. And it's for so many reasons. Yeah, there's from health reasons. They're from mental health reasons. Yeah, there's a struggle. But there, but in the word of God, rest is a part of God's plan. Even from the beginning, he rested himself. Why? Because he said, if you live a life of constant striving and going, you will not have time to be filled with my 
my peace and my comfort. Because striving and going, yeah, it will elevate you, but what are you losing on the inside? What are you dying to yourself on the inside? God is saying, yeah, you, we want you to move forward. Yeah, there's only one way in the kingdom of God, and that is forward. We talk about that all the time. But there is a time and there is a place where God tells us to put a big pause in our time and in our moments. And he tells us, hey, be filled with my peace. Because there's going to be times in your life where you can go, 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 but you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know what the, the, if your past is going to catch up to you. But I'm here to tell you, when you rest in the Lord, there's a different kind of peace that comes into your life. There's a different kind of reassurance that comes in your life. And what if you have the blessing... And the breakthrough that you want is on the other side of you just stopping for a minute and resting. We see here David has this representation of this holy rest that God gives us as the shepherd to his believers. Let us break it down here and see how this is so important to our spiritual life. Number one, what does rest do? Rest is self-care. Rest is self-care. In our society, in our culture, everybody does self-care now, okay? Everybody, it's all about self-care, self-care. Somebody go get their nails did, you know? Somebody go get, you know, some people take trips by themselves to just ease their mind. See, it's meaning forgetting the things around and focusing on self and your mental health. See, me, I love golf. I love just, I'm horrible at it, but there's something that does for me where I just get out there and it just, it just eases my mind sometimes, you know, and my mind is going 5,000 miles per hour. And if I don't learn how to rest in him, no wonder anxiety is so high in our society. No wonder why depression, because whatever your mind is racing in, you can never overcome it because you don't know how to just stop for a minute. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. It, there's these little things that God puts in the Bible for us to understand this concept of spiritual rest. Spiritual uh, and physical rest is so important for your soul. Intentional rest in the Lord is saying, I'm going to draw near to your goodness. Sometimes we have to just be still and know that he is God. The Lord, as the shepherd, knew how to make David rest when he needed him to, just as a literal shepherd would care for the sheep. Do you understand sometimes you don't know when to rest? You don't know when to stop? But here we see this, this parallel, this, this tug of war of David being the sheep to God being the shepherd. And it says that God laid him what? Down. So that means that God himself told David to, hey, stop. Relax, chill, and know that I am God. See, this implication was that the sheep doesn't always know what it needs and what is best for itself. And we need the help of the shepherd. See, sometimes we can go day in and day out making decisions after decisions, but we don't know what's best for our life at times. Sometimes we mess it up. Who's messed up their life before? If you don't raise your hand, you're holy. Come down here and take the mic. You've been there before where you, you, you feel like you have to, in a way, you feel like you have to perform. You have to perform for somebody, perform for a boss, perform even for your family. But God is saying, hey, listen, you're enough. You're worthy. It's not about performing. It's about being, being in his presence, 
being who God's called you to be. While you rest, he takes care of you personally. While you take that spiritual rest, as the, as the verse says, he, ta- he gives you that self-care that you truly want. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and, 20 and 30 says, come to me. What's that? It says, you need, come to me, all who are labored and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. It says, take upon my yoke on you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and I will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. See, sometimes we believe that resting seasons is wasted seasons. But I'm here to tell you today, matter of fact, resting seasons are extended seasons. It extends your life. I remember a couple, uh, about two years ago now, um, <clears throat> we were going straight um, in ministry. And I came to a point where I was exhausted. 11 straight years being a youth pastor, <laughs> doing youth trips. Have you ever been to a youth trip? They're, oh, I don't want to be a youth pastor ever again. All right? But it came to this point in our life and in our, in our ministry where I, I I didn't want to do it anymore. I was just tired. I, I, I just like, I'm done. And God put us in a resting season, me and my wife. And in that resting season, he showed us his goodness. He showed us, hey, you, even though you are, want to be done with it, you're not. And in that resting season, He encouraged us, and you're sitting in the encouragement, Axios Church. If I would be, I could have constantly just worked and done, 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 done. But if I never stopped and see what God wanted, something that was so rich and pure as this church would never be birthed if I didn't just stop. See, and I believe there's some people in their life where they're looking for the blessing. They're looking for the promise. But what if the promise is you just relaxing for a season? Is you, you sitting out for a season? For you, God, to fill you up. Because we cannot give what we're not filled with. We can't live life on empty. We got to be filled with his presence, filled. And that only comes with the rest. See, resting seasons is not wasted seasons. It actually extends your season. And David knew this rest was so important for his life. And he says, in the moment while I'm resting in the Lord, I'm going to grow. In the moment that I'm resting in the Lord, I'm going to stop. I'm going to breathe. And I'm going to breathe in and rest in the goodness of God. And while you choose to rest, he builds you personally in your life. Number two, rest is vulnerability. Choosing to rest makes you vulnerable because it actually tells you to stop in this moment. I truly believe that some marriages, some careers, some businesses, some churches would still be thriving if they knew the concept of rest. If they knew the concept of rest. 
and I can only speak for the church world because I've, I've been in it long, long enough. There, there's, there's so most churches that they're, they're striving to be the best and they're losing their soul. You're striving to be the next. You're striving to have the, 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 the many things, the, the, to, to be profitable, but you're, but you're losing the sheep. In the process of you striving, which just striving is not bad. But you have to understand when you have to know what the main thing is the main thing. And when we know that God is the good shepherd and we can go to him, you see, the resting season makes me examine my motives. In the resting season, it makes me examine who I trust. It makes me examine my reliance and what I rely on. It makes me examine my decisions. And I'm stri- the question is, am I striving for my kingdom or am I striving for the kingdom of God? Let me ask you this. Are you dying on the inside trying to build your own kingdom? Because on the outside, we can perform. It's all good. Put the smile on. It's all good, but on the inside, we can be dying on the inside, trying to build this kingdom of ourselves. But God says, listen, when you come to me, when you are weak, see, people don't ask for help because they feel weak. But I'm here to tell you today that in your weakness, he is made strong. And that you don't have to just, you don't have to just continue to overwork it. No, in the resting season, here's the thing. This is what David was saying. It says in, the, it in, the, in this verse, the posture David was in in this resting season. It said, you lay me down. And that, that was an interesting verse there because it, it, I would love to go on green pastures. If I'm on green pasture, I want to be walking, walking forward to the promise. If I'm walking in green pasture, I want to be leaping. But what does the Bible say? It says that he laid him down in green pastures. Anybody watch MMA before, like fighting, all right? Boxing, okay. Well, not boxing does do that, but MMA. Um, it's like mixed martial arts. So in mixed martial arts, when you're fighting up, you can move around, you can duck, you can do whatever. But then there's a position where they put you on your back. And in that position on your back, you're more vulnerable to get defeated because you don't have all your movement. So in this, in this concept where God's saying, hey, David, I want you to lay down. In that position of him laying down, he is vulnerable to the conditions around. In, in, in that position of laying down, there could be an enemy come and attack him, and he, doesn't, he, he can't just jump up real quick. There, there's the motion is not there all the time. There, things can pass him by, but while he's laying down, why? Did God say, lay down? Because God wanted David to know that even in your vulnerability, I'm still fighting your battle. Even when you feel like your back is against the wall, even when you feel like you're in a vulnerable position in your life, do you still trust God? Because the thing is, as you lay down in green pastures, it puts you in a vulnerable position, but it also puts you in a position of activating faith. It puts you in a position of, of trusting God more. Because I can't do it all on my own. 
If I'm laying down, I wouldn't lay down, but my back hurts, okay? Uh, uh, If I'm laying down and you come attack me, I'm just flaring around. I'm I'm in a a different position in a way to be defeated. But in our weakness, he is what? Strong. So there's going to be times where you feel like your back is on the ground. When you feel like you don't know the answer. You don't know when the, how the finances are going to be met. You don't know how that marriage is going to be mended. And you feel like you are vulnerable to the conditions around you. I'm here to tell you, in your vulnerability, God is still fighting for you. The good shepherd has not left you. Yes, he's told you. He's told you to lay down because he wants you to lay down your pride. He wants you to lay down your will. He wants you to lay down your agenda. And while you lay down your agenda and your will, yeah, you might be vulnerable and you don't know what to do, but I'm here to tell you that the good shepherd is fighting the battle for you, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. As you are vulnerable, he's making you strong. But what does our society say? Don't be vulnerable. Keep it all in. Don't tell anyone. Because they will tell you that you're weak. But in the kingdom of God, I'd rather be weak because I'm not building my kingdom. I know God is doing something on the inside. And while I wait on him and while he's doing something on the inside, he's growing me bigger. He's growing me better. And I'm ready to take on what God has. This rested season is not a wasted season. It's preparing me for the season that God has for me in the future. He laid down. He was vulnerable to the conditions. But God was still they're the shepherd of your soul. He, he wants you, he was going to be there when you're walking and when you're laying. But David had this position of surrender to God and he rested in his vulnerability and taking care of him no matter what. I don't need to always stay in fight position to be accepted. Sometimes in my weakness, he can do so much more in my life. While you lay down, he's fighting, he's watching over you. He's watching over you. God has your back. You don't have to worry about your front. You don't have to worry about your back, your sides. As you lay in his peace, he's resting. He's making you rest. He's getting you stronger for what he has for you. Number three, it talks about the rest stills your waters. See, when I'm vulnerable with the conditions all around, and I know that he's taking personal care with me, it gives me this thing that we, we strive for it, but we don't know how to activate it sometimes in our life. It's called extravagant peace. Extravagant peace. You know those people that are always happy about everything? Like they're optimistic about everything? And I'm like, no one likes you. You know? Like you're having a bad day, and they just come in, and they're like, Well, at least it's not worse than somebody else's. Uh But God tells us to have this kind of peace that is past our understanding. There's nothing like going to the beach at night. Everybody going to the beach at night, see the sunset, and they're just, you know, like just sitting on the beach. It's scary, but it's peaceful. Because you don't see in front of you, but you hear what's coming after you. 
like, like, it's so scary. Like, don't go to the beach. Like, like don't go in the water at night. If you do, you're dumb. Because that's some weird stuff. You don't know what's happening out there. But you're sitting out there, and you don't see past even your hand sometimes, but you hear the waters coming forward. It's this sense of in our life when we don't know the unknown, but we still hear the voice. It's a comfort that gives you, that's past what money can give you. It's a peace that gives you past what a relationship can give you. It's, it's a peace past our understanding where I can be and know and still be happy. You know happiness is a choice? You know peace is a choice? But Pastor, you don't know what I'm dealing with. I, 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 I feel you. But you, you don't know what, what they did to me. I, I understand. But I'm here to tell you that God of peace is here today to give you a peace that only the good shepherd can give you. That while you feel vulnerable, when you don't know what you see ahead, you can still be reassured to know, hey, I might not know, but I know. I know he's working in my favor. I know that he has it my back. And he says, the shepherd knows when the sheep needs green pastures and knows when the sheep needs still waters. And imagine this rich of comfort and care that the good shepherd gives. In John chapter 16, verse 33 says, I have said these things to you, <clears throat> that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Let me break this verse down for you because it's weird. We read that all the time. We're like, "Woo, yeah, we shake a little, all right? This is what that verse is saying. It's saying that you will have peace. You want to have this peace, this, un, this, un, uh, this extravagant peace. He says this, hey, you want peace? Know that times are going to be hard. Everybody's like, okay. <laughs> this is what God is saying. He said, you, you want the peace past your understanding? No times are going to be hard. But guess what? I've overcome the world. And if I overcome you overcome as well. But this is what happens in, 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 this, in, in, in the world. We're just like, everything has to be good. But sometimes stuff is bad. And God never, God never told us that it wouldn't be bad. That's where we need to, to, to everybody's like, why is this world going crazy? Um, because read the book. If you're scared, read the book. That's why we look crazy to people. They're like, how, how, COVID and this and this and the, and the, and, and White House and other. I serve a kingdom past my understanding. It's a different kind of reassurance. And, and, and the people that we are around, and what do you want them to have that peace as well? So that's why we have to be witnesses in our workplaces and where we go to show the peace of God. We want people to be like, hey, this person's weird and I want to be weird as well. Because it's a peace past our understanding. It gives us that 
miraculous, abundant peace in our life. And last but not least, what rest gives us, rest pays us back. It pays back. See, the definition of restore is to give back, to return, to put or bring back to existence or use, to bring back or put back in the former original state to renew, and to put again a possession of something. See, when we rest, what he gives us back is he restores our life. He restores us. It says in the word that he restores my soul. He restores my soul. Whatever the enemy has stolen from you, God will restore. The family member that is lost, God will restore. Your sickness, God will restore. I'm here to tell you, while you take the time to rest in him, it is not wasted. It is restoration time. So you're ready for battle. So you're ready for warfare. So you're ready for fight. You're ready to pray. You're ready to give. You're ready to serve. And while you rest, he's restoring everything that the enemy has stolen from you. There was a song back in the day. We used to do this. It says, I went to the enemy camp, and I took back what he stole from me. Took back what, you know, took that, took, took, took. you better get up here, Freddie. Old Pentecostal stuff. We take back what the enemy stole. He has no right over your life. Stop giving the enemy credit. Oh, but the enemy, you're overcomer. You're bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, but the enemy, I don't care. You take back what he stole from you. you. You have the authority through Jesus Christ to take back, to be restored unto you what the enemy has stolen. You gotta go to the enemy camp. And you're late, bro. Took back. What he stole from me. I ain't going again. <laughs> Today is your day of restoration, says the Lord. He says, rest in me. Abide in me. And let me restore you today. He says, he restores my soul. Exodus chapter 33 verse 14 as I close says and he said my presence will go with you and I will give you rest Mark chapter 6 verse 31 says and he said to them come away by yourself to a desolate place and rest for a while for many are coming and going they have no leisure even to eat. What is that verse talking about? What is it talking about even has the leisure to eat? It's saying you can go and strive all your life and miss the substance that you really need. You can try to be the best. And listen, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying to be lazy. Please do not get that confused. It's not being lazy. Is knowing where to 
take a break in him and be restored by him. We can go and do all day, but what's happening on the inside? Are you being restored on the inside? Or are you having a mask on on the outside? Because eventually the mask can come off and you're gonna have to deal with what's on the inside. Let yourself rest in the Lord. For some of you, what rest looks like is maybe you need to put social media away for a little bit to renew your mind. You've been playing compare game for far too long. Some of you, arrest means turn off the news. Your anxiety's high, turn off the news. That's your rest. Rest in Him. We have to understand these things that in the information world that we live in, where somebody can just press a button and tens of millions of people get information, that is great, but it also can consume what a consuming fire of God needs to be in as well. And when we rest, when we just put pause to it, it's making us renewed in Him. It's making us trust in Him because it's hard to trust in Him when all you do is trust in other things. When you trust in other opinions, when you trust in this and you trust in that, it's hard to trust God because naturally, what God tells us to trust in, it goes against what our flesh wants to trust in. But when you rest in him, he gives you this peace past your understanding. And he wants that for you today. Some of you, resting means don't take that extra meeting and spend time with your family. Sometimes resting is intentional. You want an intentional life? Do intentional things. Rest in him. David knew that while I rest in the Lord, I'm also growing in the Lord. He's taking it personally for me. Whenever I lay myself down in vulnerable situations, I know he still has my back. He's going to give me that peace past my understanding. And when the raging sea of my life on the inside, he gives a peace and calms my storm and restores what the enemy meant for my destruction. He what? Turns it for my good. Will you rest in him today? Will you rest in him today? Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.